Here is the closing Schwab market update as of 4.15 p.m. Eastern Time, 15 minutes after market close for Thursday, July 28th. U.S. stocks ended the day in the green after bouncing back from an initial dip in early market trading following yesterday's sharp rally that intensified on the heels of yesterday's Fed decision to hike rates by 75 basis points for the second straight meeting. The central bank's rate hike was expected, but comments from Fed Chairman Jerome Powell appeared to soothe the markets as he said it will be data-dependent regarding its decision to hike rates by that magnitude in September. Second-quarter GDP output unexpectedly fell, posting a second consecutive quarterly contraction as inventory and real estate spending declined while inflation pressures increased more than expected. Earnings continued to flood in, with Meta Platforms missing expectations on slowing advertising spending, and Comcast fell due to concerns about broadband subscribers, while Ford Motor Company and Dowmember Merkin Company both topped expectations. In other economic news, initial jobless claims dipped but came in above estimates. Treasuries finished mixed as the markets digested the Fed's action and the GDP data, while the U.S. dollar closed lower. Crude oil prices paired early gains and ended mixed, while gold traded higher. Asia finished mostly higher after yesterday's positive lead-in from the U.S., while Europe ended mixed amid a flood of earnings and economic data. The Dow Jones Industrial Average went up 332 points, or 1%, to 32,530. The S&P 500 Index advanced 49 points, or 1.2%, to 4,072. And the Nasdaq Composite increased 130 points, or 1.1%, to 12,163. In moderate volume, 4.4 billion shares of NYSE-listed stocks were traded, and 4.8 billion shares changed hands on the Nasdaq. WTI crude oil lost $0.84 to $96.42 per barrel. Elsewhere, the gold spot price advanced $33.60 to $1,752.70 per ounce. And the dollar index lost 0.2% to 106.26. In equity news on Thursday... Meta Platforms, ticker symbol META, reported second quarter earnings per share of $2.46, below the $2.54 fax at estimate, as revenues declined 1% year-over-year to $28.8 billion, south of the projected $28.9 billion. The company, formerly known as Facebook, issued third quarter revenue guidance that was below estimates, as it said it reflects a continuation of the weak advertising demand environment it experienced throughout the second quarter, which it believes is being driven by broader macroeconomic uncertainty. Shares finished solidly lower. Ford Motor Company, ticker symbol F, posted adjusted second quarter earnings per share of $0.68 above the forecasted $0.45 as revenues grew 50% year-over-year to $40.2 billion, topping the projected $36.9 billion. Ford said demand for its internal combustion engines and mainstream electric vehicles was strong and the strength is expected to remain. The company raised its quarterly dividend by 50% to $0.15 per share and said its outlook for 2022 financial performance has not changed. Ford traded noticeably to the upside. 
Dow member Merkin Company, ticker symbol MRK, announced adjusted second quarter earnings of $1.87 per share, topping the expected $1.70, with revenues rising 28% year-over-year to $14.6 billion, above the anticipated $13.9 billion. The company said it is performing in all facets of its business, scientifically, commercially, and operationally. Merkin companies slightly tweaked its full-year earnings per share guidance, modestly lowering the high end of its range, citing negative foreign exchange impact. Merkin Company lost ground. Comcast, ticker symbol CMCSA, posted adjusted earnings per share of $1 and a penny, above estimates of $0.91 per share, as revenues increased 5.1% year-over-year to $30 billion, in line with expectations. The company discussed how the unique and evolving macroeconomic environment is temporarily putting pressure on the volume of its new customer connects. The company noted that it did not add any new customers to its internet business last quarter, marking the worst performance in decades. Shares decreased by a significant amount. The second quarter earnings season has shifted into high gear this week, and of the 243 S&P 500 companies that have reported thus far, roughly 61% have topped revenue forecasts, and approximately 74% have bested profit projections per data compiled by Bloomberg. Compared to last year, revenue growth is tracking to be up 10.6%, and earnings are up 3.3% thus far. Schwab's chief investment strategist, Lizanne Saunders, discusses the economy in her latest article titled, The Thrill is Gone, Earnings Season Kicks Off, How Second Quarter Earnings Growth Will Mark an Expected Deceleration in Profits, But Focus Will Likely Continue to Shift to the Pace at Which Outlooks Are Downgraded. You can follow Lizanne on Twitter, at Lizanne Saunders. In other equity news, JetBlue Airways, ticker symbol JBLU, announced an agreement to acquire Spirit Airlines, ticker symbol SAVE, for $33.50 per share in cash for an aggregate full diluted equity value of $3.8 billion. The announcement comes after late yesterday Spirit terminated its merger agreement with Frontier Group Holdings, ticker symbol ULCC. JetBlue is trading lower, while Spirit Airlines and Frontier Group Holdings are gaining ground. You can read all of our market commentary on our Insights and Education page, and you can follow us on Twitter at Schwab Research. In economic news on Thursday, the first look of three at second quarter gross domestic product, the broadest measure of economic output, showed a 0.9% quarter-over-quarter annualized rate of contraction versus the consensus Bloomberg estimate of a 0.4% gain after the unrevised 1.6% decrease in the first quarter. Personal consumption rose by 1% compared to forecasts of a 1.2% gain and following the unadjusted 1.8% increase recorded in the first quarter. The Bureau of Economic Analysis said the decrease in GDP reflected declines in private inventory investment, residential fixed investment, federal and state government spending, and non-residential fixed investment that were partially offset by increases in exports and personal consumption expenditures. 
On inflation, the GDP price index came in at an 8.7% increase, well above expectations of an 8% gain, and compared to the unrevised 8.2% rise seen in the first quarter, while the core PCE price index, which excludes food and energy, moved 4.4% higher, in line with expectations, and following the unadjusted 5.2% increase in the first quarter. Weekly initial jobless claims came in at a level of 256,000 for the week ended July 23rd, above estimates calling for 250,000, and compared to the prior week's upwardly revised 261,000 level. The four-week moving average rose by 6,250 to 249,250, and continuing claims for the week ended July 16th declined by 25,000 to 1,359,000 versus estimates of 1,386,000. The four-week moving average of continuing claims increased by 8,750 to 1,362,000. The July Kansas City Fed Manufacturing Activity Index unexpectedly moved further into expansion territory with a reading above zero. The index rose to 13 from June's unrevised 12 reading and compared to forecasts calling for a decline to four. Treasuries were mixed and the inversion of the two-year and 10-year notes remained intact with the markets grappling with yesterday's Fed monetary policy decision where it raised its benchmark interest rate by 75 basis points for the second straight meeting and the markets appeared to take comments from Chairman Jerome Powell as less hawkish. Schwab's chief fixed income strategist Kathy Jones discusses the decision in her latest article, Fed Hikes Rates Another 0.75% Citing Inflation, noting that as inflation is running far above 2%, the Fed is indicating it will likely keep hiking rates despite widespread signs of slowing economic growth. Kathy adds that the Fed is also continuing its quantitative tightening, or QT, program, reducing the size of its balance sheet by letting bonds it holds mature without reinvestment. She points out how the pace of QT will begin to pick up in September as the Fed allows more bonds to roll off its balance sheet. You can follow Kathy on Twitter, at Kathy Jones. The yield on the two-year Treasury note finished 13 basis points lower to 2.87%. The yield on the 10-year note declined 6 basis points to 2.67%. And the 30-year bond rate was up 2 basis points to 3.02%. Tomorrow's economic calendar will bring reads on the second quarter employment cost index, which is expected to decrease 1.2%, along with data on June's personal income and spending, forecasted to increase 0.5% and 0.9% month-over-month, respectively. The PCE deflator for June will also be released, expected to rise 0.9% month-over-month and 6.8% year-over-year, along with the core deflator, which excludes food and energy, predicted to increase 0.5% month-over-month and remain at the previous year-over-year level of 4.7%. We will also get a look at the Chicago PMI for July, predicted to decrease to 55 from the previous month's 56 level, with a reading above 50 noting expansion. 
Lastly, we will get July's final read on the University of Michigan Consumer Sentiment Index, with the consensus being that it will remain at the preliminary reading of 51.1 after hitting a record low of 50 in June. In international news on Thursday, European equities finished mixed as the global markets digested yesterday's Fed monetary policy decision in the U.S. that delivered another 75 basis point increase, but appeared to soothe concerns about further rate hikes of that magnitude. Meanwhile, the markets sifted through a host of economic data on both sides of the pond, with the second straight quarterly contraction in the world's largest economy of the U.S. accompanying a hotter-than-expected German consumer price inflation report and deteriorating economic and industrial confidence reports out of the Eurozone for July. Earnings reports in the U.S. and Europe continued to pour in, and shares of Barclays PLC, ticker symbol BCS, saw pressure after reporting a decline in second-quarter profits. The euro and British pound traded noticeably lower as the U.S. dollar recovered from yesterday's Fed fuel drop. Bond yields in the eurozone and the U.K. ended lower as prices increased. Inflation is the main driver of tighter monetary policies and dampened consumer and business sentiment. But Schwab's chief global investment strategist, Jeffrey Kleintop, notes in his article titled, Shortages Have Led to Gluts, how inventory gluts have been bad news for the stocks of companies experiencing them, but could also be indicating an inflation peak, which tends to be an ingredient for market bottoms. You can follow Jeff on Twitter, at Jeffrey Kleintop. The UK FTSE 100 index finished mostly unchanged. France's CAC 40 index rose 1.3%. Germany's DAX index gained 0.9%. Italy's FTSE MIB index gained 2.1%. Spain's IBEX 35 index decreased 0.5%. And Switzerland's Swiss market index traded 0.7% higher. Stocks in Asia finished mostly higher as the markets digested yesterday's highly anticipated interest rate decision out of the U.S., with the Fed raising its benchmark rate by 75 basis points as expected. The U.S. markets rallied heavily following the decision and seemed to carry over to the Asian markets as the central bank did not commit to another hike of that magnitude, which the markets appeared to cheer. In economic news, South Korean and Australian retail sales for June came in below estimates, and South Korea's August manufacturing and non-manufacturing surveys showed deterioration. Global economic data has been hampered by the disruption of COVID-induced lockdowns in the world's second-largest economy of China, and Schwab's Jeffrey Kleintop notes in his article titled China's Yo-Yo Economy, that although an economic rebound in China is underway according to government and private sector data, its economy and stock market may remain volatile. Japan's Nikkei 225 index rose 0.4% with a yen gaining ground as the U.S. dollar fell on the heels of the Fed's decision and commentary. The yen trimmed some of a recent drop versus the greenback to multi-decade lows since March as the Fed has gotten aggressive with its monetary policy while the Bank of Japan has abstained from tightening its policy. China's Shanghai Composite Index ticked 0.2% higher and Australia's S&P ASX 200 Index was up 1%. South Korea's Kospi Index gained 0.8% and India's S&P BSE Sensex 30 Index rallied 1.9%. However, the Hong Kong Hang Seng Index bucked the trend, dipping 0.2%. 
Tomorrow's international economic calendar in Europe will likely be closely watched as CPI estimates and seasonally adjusted second quarter GDP from the Eurozone are slated to be released. In Asia, the economic calendar will release data on Japan's retail sales and industrial production alongside Japanese consumer confidence reports and Tokyo CPI data.